Welcome, everyone, to the second bonus episode ever of Should We Get Married with Kylie and Kyle. Yes, 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 yes. And this is part two of the 36 questions that lead to love. And these questions are from that. It's a New York Times thing, right? It's from an article or it's from Mm, uh, like a team put together these questions. The New York Times posted the questions, the 36 questions okay. that lead to love but it was based off of a study done by that Aaron dude who uh did this with two strangers and they ended up falling in love and it's supposed to cool. increase uh, or speed up intimacy and I, so I was really nervous about this one honey me too uh, but now I'm not. Bring it on. Let's do really? this. You're, you're not? Yeah, and I am ready to get into this I as mean, soon as you are. Okay, let me just remind people that the first set, which you've probably already heard, was relatively easy. These are a little bit more intense. I'm nervous about some of them. And then the third set is even more probing, as the article says. Uh, Getting probed. And, and with love. A few people have reached out saying that they're going to do this exercise with uh, their significant other or yeah, another friend, which is true. really cool. And I, we encourage everyone to do it just because whether you've been together for weeks or you've been together for 10 years, I guarantee you some of these questions, maybe you haven't even thought of how to answer and certainly haven't asked your partner. So it's kind of a fun little exercise. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I love this shit, man. I think, I think like life is truly lived within intimacy and within vulnerability. And those moments where we need to really, uh, to really, uh, dig deep and to wake up to a new set of ideas or a new set of actions that is truly living for me. So stuff like this, I really love. And yeah, it's uncomfortable, but, um, <laughs> It's awesome at the same time. So, I, I have to say the only reason this is comfortable is because we're literally broadcasting it to the public. But if it were just you and I, I'd feel completely comfortable. That thousand percent. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah there is a little. Yeah, because it's public. <laughs> it's public, man, which is crazy. But again, bring it back to the exercise. And that's why we're doing this whole thing. Uh, this whole podcast of Should We Get Married is because we want to navigate an open conversation about our relationship and relationships in general and the curiosity around all of the nuances that fall within day-to-day uh, stuff between a sign- your partner. And it, cause it can get messy and it can get stale and boring and it can, at a moment's notice, it can get really um, uncomfortable and you want to uh, run for the hills. <laughs> <laughs> never happens with us though never we're good none of that stuff has ever happened totally good and um i just think there's so much left unsaid when we're out there doing our jobs when we're with our friends and family and um i just think that we need to talk about stuff openly and specific to us and maybe you know somebody else finds uh, a breath of fresh air with our podcasts that would be cool too, but not necessary. All right. So do you want to do this like we did the last time we alternate questions, asking each other questions? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Okay. Um, do you want to go first or do you want uh, me to go first? Uh, you can ask me the first one. 
Okay. Question 13. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? This one's easy for me. Okay. Nothing. Wow. Listen, I believe... So I'm not religious. I, I've definitely fallen in a spiritual category, maybe even agnostic. But I dip in and out of all that stuff. Um, I, I explore atheism and I, t- I pull things from religions and um, I, I love all of that stuff, the stuff that works for me. And I, the one thing that I have a hard time with is destiny, unless it's something cool as shit. Like if we're talking Luke Skywalker destiny situation, I'm in. That sounds awesome. But, but I don't want to know where I end up, I want life to be in a blank canvas that I can, uh, you know, make my own mistakes and, uh, do my own thing. So I don't want to know, do I have to answer it that, do I have to answer it? I think that was an answer. Cause it said, if you could. Okay. Yeah. That's well, my answer. Yeah. Sticking with it. Okay. Do I ask you now? I forget. Yeah. But You don't have to repeat the question. I might answer. I think I I want to know whether or not I do end up having children. That's what I would want to know. Whoa. Okay, fair enough. Whether it's on purpose or not. Whether I change my mind or not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. (laughs) Because if I find out maybe that happens, that ends up happening for one reason or another someday, Mm -hmm. I could really live it up until then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess you could. All right. Question 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time and why haven't you done it? Oh, um, just one thing, huh? I have dreamed of opening an animal sanctuary and I haven't done that because my, my career path has gone a certain way and I have followed it to see it out, to see it through. And it does keep moving forward in a positive direction. And, uh, it's in no way, shape or form related to animals or animal sanctuaries, so I I always look at it as a second half of a life dream. Uh, if I make enough money someday or I really do want to change my career someday, it's something that I, I want to look into doing. Okay. So you, question. Oh, yeah. So you don't really have a why haven't you done it? Why haven't you done it? Yeah. I'm in a good place in my current career career and um oh the other huge reason is because i wouldn't be making money yeah we need that and we we need money the society yeah and so i'd love to get to a place in this career path where i do have enough money a to do something like that to move into nonprofit to start something myself and b to sustain um my 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 life after that Plus, you'd have to go to a ton of school too. Mm. Would you? No. No, you just need money. I would. Ha- I would need to have a vet. Uh, right. You don't have to there. yourself be the vet. Okay. 
Right. Uh, but and it wouldn't help to go to some schooling to understand certain animal rehabilitation. But no, just there are people that I would bring with like to get involved. Yeah. Just figure it out. Mm -hmm. Fuck school. (laughs) All right. Uh, so I have dreamed of doing a few things for a long time. Some of them I've checked off my list. Um, but the one that I really, that comes to mind the most is to direct, um, and write a feature length film. And I'm not even talking about uh, with like in the theaters. So I really have no excuses because literally I can do this on my cell phone. And um, I know exactly what I want my first short to be, which isn't feature length. So I haven't quite thought of my feature length yet. But all I need to do is sit down and really uh, work on the inspiration and the thought of it and the visualization. I can probably come up with something. I haven't done it yet because, well, laziness has a lot to do with that. But also, um, my time's really filled up. And um, so I will do it. Uh, I have a goal to do it by 40. And I am 36 now. So within the next four years, I hope to do it. Sweet. Okay. Uh, cool. Your uh, turn? Yeah. Number 15. Hi, it's Kylie. Hey, it's Kyle, and you're listening to Should We Get Married? It's a podcast about... Life. And love. And relationships. And our relationship. And inappropriate, nitty-gritty, messy stuff. Yeah, we get into the nooks and crannies of day-to-day relationshiping. Yeah, we're just skimming the surface so far, so it's going to get weird. It's going to get weird, and we would like to invite you along on this open-minded journey of communicating through uh, our relationship. Yep, everyone's welcome. And we're talking about, should we get married? Should anyone get married? Mm -hmm. Please like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review over on Apple. It helps out so much. And follow us over on Instagram and Twitter at SWGMPod. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Back to the show. Okay. Uh, cool. Your turn. Uh, yeah. Number 15. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? This one's really easy. It's sobriety again. It's staying sober one day at a time. Um, that's it. there's everything comes from that for me. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't, it's not like a, it's not something I, I hold like it's, you know, it's Gollum's ring. It's not like super precious to where I'm just like all about it. You know, it's just something that I really humbly treasure, um, with just about every action that I take moving forward. Awesome. Great answer. Okay. I, my, what comes to mind right now is, is search and rescue. And it's a half answer because you have to get certified and it takes about a year, if not more, depending on how diligent you are. And I was very diligent and I first of all showed up to do that, which surprised, I mean, I surprised myself 
And then I finished all of these different courses, which are way outside of my comfort zone. And one of them, the last thing I have to do is do an overnight out in the woods, which was scheduled and I showed up for and was ready to go. And we were at the camp place, but we got called out to an actual mission. And uh, we all decided instead to go to that mission instead of completing the overnight training. So um, if I would have done that, I would have been completely field certified, which is what, which is like full completion for search and rescue in Uh, I think it was nine months, Um, but now it's rescheduled for spring. So even if it's spring, it'll be a little over a year. And I'm sorry, I just uh, took so long to say that. No, I think that's a great answer. (laughs) I I love that about you. Is it my turn to Uh, ask the next question? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Number 16. What do you value most in a friendship? Being free from judgment. I think. And if you have that, that leads to a lot of other things that I value in a friendship. So no judgment from a friend when it comes to sharing things, communicating, doing your own life, but also doing things together. I think that's really important. Cool. It makes you feel comfortable and loved. Cool. How about you? Um, I value most... What do I value most in a friendship? I have so many answers for this one. But I think... Most. I think the the most is a connection. Mm. Is, a, uh, is a deep connection and understanding. Um, and with that comes... Um, no non-judgmental stuff and grace and room to grow and also a lot of humor. Oh, that's such a good answer. Sense of humor. I feel yeah. like if that that's not there, then why even? And also loyalty. Man. I, I love, I love the loyalty, the loyal side of friendship. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Number 17. What is your most treasured memory? Oh, Okay, so back to getting cleaned up. When um, I was in and out, uh, well, I, in the last in the last bonus episode, I, I talked about Steve and Nancy. So I have uh, anxiety; I get panic attacks, and um, in early sobriety, I did not know how to navigate those uh, anxiety or depression or any of that stuff. And when I made it over to Steve and Nancy's house, I was able to finally feel comfortable and I was able to sleep. And I remember that moment like, like it was yesterday and, and I saw Nancy's kind face and Steve's understanding disposition. And I was able to just let go and relax and anxiety was gone. Depression was gone. I felt, I felt okay. And it had been a long time since I felt okay at that moment. So that's, and I have other treasured memories, but that one is on, on my mind right now. 
Was that like right first when they let you in? Like yeah. when you got there? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Uh, What's yours? So my, mine is a collection of memories and it's waking up on, on Christmas morning. And it's not because of presents or anything like that, but it's the way my house felt. Yeah. Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. I I truly don't feel like I'll ever have that feeling ever again. My sister and I would push the two couches together in the playroom Christmas Eve, and we'd hang a little stocking on our rats' cages. We had pet rats growing up. <laughs> <laughs> and we would camp out there together. And my sister and I, uh, we were never like super-duper best friendy close but we would do that together and we'd camp out together and we'd get to have a little slumber party and I just loved that so much and we knew that our mom was downstairs you know working her magic and doing stuff and it was so so comforting and just the vibe of being home and not have anything else to do or anywhere to go or anything else to to worry about except for being with family and watching movies and baking it was like, I'll never have that again. And waking up in the morning, it was the same. We knew our dad was downstairs. That was very comforting. We'd wake our mom up and we'd sit at the top of the stairs and we'd wait to all go down there together and fucking hang out all day. I just, oh man, I can just feel the comfort of that. Christmas morning. That's a good one, honey. Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. And it was just the four of us always. Yeah. It was very nice. That was more middle of the life rather than early, early on. So Good times. Yeah. Okay, you ready for the next one? Oh, God. Question 18. What is your most terrible memory? This stuff is very personal. This mm-hmm. All this stuff is very personal. But, uh... Yeah. Let's, let's do it. I am going to choose one that is shareable uh and actually probably is the most terrible memory i have there's others but uh it is of it's of noonie dying our our, my cat dying that uh that memory is something i've replayed in my head hundreds of times and i don't think i'll ever forget that every moment of it every detail of it i've yeah i can see it perfectly from the moment our neighbor knocked on our door to going out there and getting our other neighbor to move his car to get her out from underneath of it and um and and what her face looked like and her uh passing away so oh honey it's all right that was that's my most terrible memory (laughs) that was an awful moment i was there and, mm-hmm. uh, mine, mine is almost the same thing. Cause I know how much you cared about that cat and I really felt for you that day. Well, yeah, I have, I have it, yeah, it was all around very terrible. And I'm glad that we share that memory together. Um, I don't know what I would have done if I was there by myself but it, it's very nuanced because it wasn't just a cat dying, which it 
maybe would be for a lot of people. It was like a lot of things in me felt like it died along with her because she was with me at such a important time in my life and several important moments in my life um, through some really terrible things. And I was uh, maybe too emotionally connected to the cat. Um, what's your most terrible memory? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, um, there's been a few of these moments, (laughs) but I'm going to, uh, say one of them. Um, so I have a dark past, honey, (laughs) and uh, I got in trouble a lot. Are you about to tell me something I've never heard? No, oh. probably not. Okay. I don't know. And, um, I mean, I, t- I t- a lot. the last one was of, uh, uh, the last bonus podcast. I talked about how I saw my, my not friend, but friend at the time try and kill another friend. So that moment's really bad, but definitely one of the worst of my life. hundred percent. So I'm going to say a different, different one. And this is kind of a collection of events. And there were, there were, there were several times when, um, I needed to go to detox because I was, um, physically addicted to a drugs and alcohol. I needed help to get off drugs and alcohol. And, um, during those times, a judge would tell me I am, I am a danger to myself and others. And that, hearing those words coming from somebody else with who has that much power, um, was indeed uh, one of, or if not the most terrible memory. And, okay, this is the Okay, so I'm going to say <laughs> those are all there. But when I was sentenced to a year in jail... That was probably the the worst, my most terrible memory. I I uh, I was able to get out and go to um, rehab instead, which was great. I did not spend a year in jail, but I spent a few months, a few three months in there in that jail. Mo- but that moment when you found out when yeah. you were sentenced, when the gavel went down, and you I felt heard it, it was all over. I heard the words. Yeah, for sure. I I mean. If I were my age, it would have been a lot more devastating, I think, because I have a career and a home and things to take, living things to take care of and, um, and all of this stuff. But at the time I was 22, 20, 21, 22. And, um, it was very devastating, but I didn't really have any of those things. I was a real, I was a real deadbeat, but, um, that, that was, uh, terrible. Absolutely terrible. And jail is the worst place ever to be, by the way. I bet. Yeah. Sucks. The the weird, terrible memories are really tricky because there, I, there are certain terrible memories that you, don't actually recall that I'll speak for, I mean, 
that people don't even recall because they're so suppressed. It's like so terrible. They can't even bring them. Well, as I'm talking about terrible memories, I can now I can list about another 20 or 30 because they're just all flooding in. And that's a part of the that's a part of talking about this kind of stuff that is really scary because it kind of opens it it, it can it can fillet you. It can Mm -hmm. open you up and things start to come up that are really uncomfortable and right now I have a little bit of anxiety and mm-hmm. I'm nervous and um and I'm talking about it publicly I'm aware of that right now and it's all really hard it's all really hard to do but I think that if I think that the hope is that if somebody can find a, a line to relate somebody hears something that I'm saying and they can relate, then I'm good because mm-hmm. they're no matter how you're feeling or however you're thinking, it's okay. And things get better. Things can get better. And they have for me big time. But anyways, I just want to, <laughs> I'm kind of elaborating off this question too much, I think, but that's okay. I mean, that was tough, honey. That was tough. I, yeah, I don't think they get any easier. These questions. Mm, I don't think so either. What's the next one? Nineteen. But they're going to be easier to talk uh, talk about. Yeah. Do I ask you? Yes. Okay. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you're now living and why? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Number one, I would quit my job. Hundred yes. percent. No matter Who any wouldn't? any jobs that I have right now, even though I'm doing what I love to do more or less now, I'm gone. I'm out, yeah. and I'm going to. And the next thing I'm going to do is cre- it's just keep creating that movie that I want to make. Uh, and just keep just keep creating things because there's so much life and so much beauty to capture and behold and to live and to, to communicate through. And I would just be a sponge, man, and um, also an observer with a camera and my own eyeballs, I guess. I don't know. There, I would just quit my job and start creating and talk to people and, and, and listen and maybe travel hit the road yeah uh same answer and by quit my job i mean you know i have client clients <laughs> you just walk less. away you would just walk away <laughs> yeah um sorry i cut you off there that's okay you're about to launch into it's it the same and it's i cut the same you off. thing okay i'm still nervous i'm still feeling nervous and anxious from that last question can we go back to that it's just i just want to say the things that i feel because Yes. I, I, I think that's a good way to puncture these uncomfortable feelings with positive with positivity. So I like to say I like to put things out on front street, so to speak, just like here's what's yeah. happening with me. This is how I'm feeling. And I'm a little shaky right now. Well, <laughs> to that's, be honest. that's what I want to say is if you're listening, you can probably tell that we're both a little jumbled up right now. Yeah, you know, totally. It's our talking's not as smooth. There's, it's we're not joking, and there's no banter, and that's because exactly what you said. There's butterflies. It's bringing stuff up. I mean, I'm was crying. When has anyone ever looked at you and said, "What's your most terrible memory?" Yeah, but back to the begin, very beginning. <laughs> this, I feel like I'm living life right now. 
I feel like this is well, this is real shit. Yeah, because it's real. Raw. Yeah, it's real, and it's like a hundred layers deep from the surface, yeah. and. Um, I really feel alive right now, which is a good thing. <laughs> I want to say something about terrible memories and specifically the one that I shared, Okay. which is I mentioned that some, some memories you don't even recall. They're deep down there somewhere. Yeah. Sometimes you even forget some people with major trauma don't even know they happened until they go to some therapy. Yes. But what I want to say is you're uncovering your constant. Right. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's a process of uncovering. You don't, you know, yeah. it, this isn't all on the surface. We have to go, uh, we have to dig deep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, watching my cat get hit by a car is terrible, but it's not as bad as some of those suppressed memories that people have, but I it's will all say relative though. Everything's yes. relative to you. Yes. And I will say that that memory for me is something that I, it's almost like I punished myself and I made myself replay it in my head over and over. I would take a shower and go through every detail so that I could stay in that grief and, and feel those feelings, even though it was terrible. I didn't want to forget how I felt and I didn't want to move on or move past it and I didn't want to um, forget the importance of it because it had such an impact on my life, which is why it was really hard to get new uh, cats. I cried the day we got new cats because it just didn't feel right. And I'd say it was an entire year before I stopped replaying that so often. Yeah. And I wonder if other people do that. I wonder if you do that with really terrible memories. Yeah, which also, but, which also, I definitely people do this stuff, hundred percent. I I do it in my own way. I can't really recall, um, but well, maybe this is what I have no experience here. But people that feel immense shame for say they get uh, molested or something like that, and they blame yeah. themselves, right? Right, mm-hmm. and. Um, and it's not, it's not their fault in any way. And that's, has a lot of layers as well. I was just listening to Dax Shepard talk about this on his podcast. Yeah. But, um, it's, so, it's such a process. It's such a delicate thing to navigate and to, and it takes a lot of courage. I mean, it takes so much courage to just talk about any of this really I feel I feel like no matter on, on on what level um it is it's all relative and I think that it's so important to talk through because I'm 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 I find more about my character and myself and ultimately I bolster my self-esteem I may feel like totally oh like weak in my knees for weeks or months or maybe even years I've definitely fell off for years but eventually I work through the stuff and I come out better um, because everything all these feelings pass and it's important to walk through them so I don't get re-triggered or, or the PTSD or I I don't want to uh, repeat old behaviors for the rest of my life I want to become better and it's one step at a time. It's progress. It's not perfection. Anyways, well, we should move on. Another right? good reason to talk about it. Learn from your mistakes. Cause if someone meets you 
they would never guess that you were in and out of jail and went through all that crap. And by the way, I'm coming up on 12 years Mm -hmm. clean and sober, and I've been sober long, longer than I drank, (laughs) which is because I cleaned up when I was 24. Yeah. Turning 25. Crazy. I met you when I was 24. Yeah. I hit bottom really fast. You did. <laughs> you didn't even go out to like go like out like partying at bars and no, stuff. No, 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 no. I was a lonely. There are certain I, cocktails and drinks that you'll you'd be like, "What's that?" Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the bar bar life. Bar <laughs> life was was lame as fuck to me. I was like j- always judging that as yeah. stupid when no. I was when I was doing my thing, which is not you know, it's not dumb. It's just I was just being a. <laughs> an asshole anyways too cool for school. oh yeah I was, that's what it was i was being too cool for school which i do i deal with that a lot i am i constantly get into that behavior of being too cool for school <laughs> no nah, i don't want to do that. it's not good enough for me that kind of stuff <laughs> okay all right let's do this next one let's move on i think i'm supposed to answer 19 if i knew if i knew i was gonna die in a year i would also quit my job I would spend all my money on traveling and spend a good amount of time. I'd like rent a place in Hawaii and stay with my dad for a while. I'd go see my sister and my nieces and spend time with people I love and do some crazy ass shit that I wouldn't maybe normally do. Oh my God. Because gonna die anyway. Honey, I just realized something. What? And the listeners might have noticed it already. What? But in none of our scenarios... We, we, we didn't say we're going to hang out with each other. <laughs> no, that's obviously you'd be with me. So that answers the question of should we get married? And that's Podcast the end over. of it. <laughs> no, you would be with me. Yeah, I know. I was half kidding. I would pay for you to come with. <laughs> Please Sweet. join me on my last year on I'm Earth. Yeah. Um, okay. Let yeah. me ask you 20. Okay. Number 20. So... Just to correct, you did not include me in your dying scenario. Yeah, but it goes I'd without saying. It okay. goes without saying, right? So we are married. Okay, Whoa. number 20. <laughs> what does friendship mean to you? We kind of already touched on this. Oh, well, this one's... What does friendship mean to you? This one's awesome. I think friendship means so much, but I'll try and, I'll try and bring it down into a few points. Uh, it's definitely a connection. It's definitely relating to somebody on a different level, but also I have friends that I'm not really super close with. I think it's, I think it might go back to what you're saying. It's, it's being in some sort of a comfortable, um, encouraging space with somebody. Uh, somebody's not going to judge, judge me too much. Somebody I'm not going to judge too much and have a safe zone and, and, and allow just like fun stuff to happen. And I don't, you know, I don't feel like I have to do anything other than have a good time, but also somebody that I respect too. Awesome. Something like that. You, you, you said it pretty well. Um, friendship to me means feeling very comfortable and loved and um, given the space to be yourself and to laugh and to make fun of each other and uh, be honest 
um, I don't think a friendship can work without honesty and, uh, you know, calling things out like you see them when it matters and in a healthy way. And, um, yeah, I don't, giving someone room to also do their own life. Yeah. Do you think it boils down to love and respect? Those two things? Sure. Yeah. Of course. Respecting so that the, your differences, respecting their space, but also loving them and letting them in. Yeah. And also allowing yourself to be loved. And then, oh, yeah. and then you have to connect with this person. Like there's got to yeah. be a connection. There's got to be a connection because you can't mm-hmm. be friends with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also am a strong believer that the person you're in love with mm-hmm. may as well be your best friend. Definitely. In a healthy way. You yeah. need other friends. You are without a doubt my best friend. Yeah, of course. So who doesn't want to live with and spend most of their time with and make love to what? their best friend? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right. Okay. 21. I'm asking you. Yeah. Ask me, ask away. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Huh? What does that mean? Really? I don't know. What roles? Oh, okay. Well, I'll just answer it the way I interpret it, which is, um, love and affection are very important to me. Um, I, I feel like I'm a better person when I give that to somebody else. And I feel like relationships really get to the next level when I receive that stuff from somebody else, whether it's by words or action or otherwise. I think I, I have that with my friends and family, whether I like them or I don't with people, um, whether I like them or I don't, it's, I think, I think it might fall in line with a strong principle to treat somebody like I'd like to be treated, which I think might be very well be the definition of, of love and understanding. Maybe affection wouldn't go in there, but affection would be, would fall in like the five love languages stuff, like acts of kindness, uh, communication, um, all the other five of them. <laughs> I don't know them, but it's like, you know, you, you want to show affection, whether it's by touch or by talk or mm-hmm. otherwise it's, it's, it's important. I guess it's important to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause I'm not a psychopath, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about you? Um, love and affection. Those are things that I need and that I'm not afraid to admit that I need mm-hmm. and we all need them, but it's hard to understand why. And, um, affection specifically love is a little more obvious affection for me means uh, touch. So my main love language is touch. And that, that means when I'm upset or, or, or crying or, having anxiety, I want a hug or uh, a handhold or, um, you know, someone to put their hand on my shoulder. And that for me is the most comforting thing. Um, 
and you and I are, are a little different there. Opposite. So, yeah. But you know that I need that and you make an effort. Damn um, right I do. To fulfill that for me. <laughs> uh, and I think that's because that's probably what my mom did. Uh, like, like would cradle, you know, when we're upset, she'd cradle us. And that's most comforting to me. <laughs> my 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 mom did that too but i didn't like it i never liked being yeah um coddled or caressed or smothered when i was um uh having having a hard time i don't like that well smothered is how you felt yeah as definitely from getting affection yes yeah and i don't i don't know maybe she was over the top but i don't feel like she was just your mom isn't that touchy now. She gives hugs and yeah. all of that, but um, she's not over the top in any way. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. Let me ask the next one. Okay. I felt like I interjected myself into your um, answer. Don't even. And I apologize for that. Overthinking it. It's okay. okay. I'm really like. <laughs> We're <laughs> my, on edge right now. My fucking feelings yeah. are. <laughs> crazy right now thank god all of our besties are coming over in a few hours for game night yeah i'm so pumped to have game night <laughs> we're gonna be Love. all raw and they're gonna be like guys what's going on are you guys okay we're and just we'll podcasting just like, everything's fine <laughs> i need a hug <laughs> need um, affection all right uh number 22 we should fire through these last two because well, like it's we're, we're getting, running along here they're getting intense so people can either listen or not to the bonus episode all right, fair enough. Okay. 22. Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. Each or together? Yep. Each. We can fire these off. All right. Why Alternate don't you go first? sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Oh, um, your uh, honesty, like raw honesty. Okay, your sense of humor. Oh. Your um your ability to make fun of yourself. Your uh <laughs> <laughs> um I'm just trying I'm trying to reread this question to f- <laughs> character is a characteristic uh is it a physical thing? Can I say a physical thing? Or I is think it you more can a... say anything. Yeah. Okay. Your ability to walk through hell to get what you need to get, whether it be like finish an exercise all the way to um, uh, uh, a thing you need to accomplish at your job. Okay. Thank you. Um, your, wow, I forgot now because I was listening to you. Sorry. <laughs> your uh ability to call call shit as you see it call people on their shit <laughs> on in a good way that falls like not taking shit you already said that with the no. honesty part that's totally different oh okay <laughs> all right okay well being you- honest with yourself and with others i think is different than calling something out instead of just letting it um, affect you. Okay, cool. Uh, your ability to, 
They're all abilities. Your characteristic of (laughs) (laughs) um, learning and bettering yourself. Oh, same to you. Well, can I repeat that one? That's the biggest thing. No, you can't repeat it. Okay. Against the rules. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh. Let's just do one more each because this is. This is harder than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, the. Uh, Ooh, I gotta go. I got it. The the way that you um, c- connect with another human, you make eye contact, you engage somebody, and you're truly interested. Your curiosity. Okay. Your um, your talent. When it comes to art oh. and <laughs> and your taste when it comes to what you create or what you like to see other people create. Whoa. I'm humbled because I would say all of those for you. Yeah, but you didn't. And I said it first. But you said them first. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like you physically, like you as a person, but I wanted to say all your talent stuff. Well, okay. all right. Next question. How about <laughs> um, number twenty-three? How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? So, um, boom. <laughs> I think like. So my my family's all divorced out. <clears throat> and it started happening when I was like 22, 23. My all my cousins, none of their parents are together. Like my my whole family just split. And um so that was really hard. And uh before that, I would say we were kind of average close. Um we weren't a tight family. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, it was warm. I would say it was warm. And now, and for a long time, it was really hard to find that warmth. And now it feels, it feels warm. I feel like we have the average, nothing's too crazy. Nothing's too, nothing's really super tight, but nothing's super messed up. I mean, we all, the family has its stuff. Um, for sure, but it's not, it's not bonkers. And then what was the other part of the question? Uh, do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? No, huh? I think it was an average. I had an average childhood. Average. Yeah, totally average. Okay. Um, is my, how close and warm is my family? My f- family now is physically far apart. Um, and that's impacted everyone's closeness for sure. Um, my dad moved to Hawaii. My sister and my nieces moved to Texas. Uh, my mom lives close by, but her and I uh, are estranged for the time being. So I would say we've lost a lot of closeness and a lot of warmth in my family since uh, since you know, in the last six to 10 years is when that started happening. So 
it was warm. It felt warm for me growing up and there are many moments of warmth, but uh, otherwise not very. Um, I feel the most warmth from my father and I'm grateful for that. Uh, but I do feel that my childhood was happier than most people's. It, it was like maybe average or better. I had a great childhood. I have very good parents. It's just all one part of it has gone very downhill <laughs> recently. And, um, I have a good relationship uh, with my dad, but yeah, I've, I was none the wiser at the time. So, okay, let's go right into the next question. Okay. How right. do you, how right. do you, how do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Um, I feel all kinds of emotions and those include contentment with the way things are and anger. Contentment. That's you're fine. You're fine with it. There's a range of emotions. So okay. I got you. on a daily basis, I'm okay with it because there are things that I can't fix. And, um, uh, there are things that I can't do to change right. others. And, and so generally I'm okay and I'm content, but peel back those layers and there's a lot of anger and sadness and um, longing um, that probably will always be there but I do a, a lot of work on and, and will have a lot more work to do on um, for however long it takes uh, but I no matter I love my mom very very much yeah how do you feel about your relationship with your mom? Um, all right. Uh, so I love my mom to pieces. I'm very happy with our relationship and I do have to draw boundaries. Um, and because she, uh, I'm an only child and if she had it her way, she'd want to spend every, a, a lot more time with me <laughs> and I need my space from her. Um, just like I need space from anybody. We have the opposite problem. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Sorry, I, I'm crazy proud of her. And I am. Uh, she's a very important part uh, to my life. For sure. Okay. Wow. That was heavy. Okay. That was insane. <laughs> I need to go for a run. I know. I need to freaking go. Yeah. For a run or do like push ups or something. Okay. I'm jazzed up right now, Let's honey. Let's do a dance. I'm also bummed out too. Yeah. Like this. This really took it out of me. Yeah. By, by bummed out, I mean like I feel drained. I feel drained as well. I'm glad we did this together. I'm. Yeah. I mean, you and I talk about most of this stuff all the time, but it's hard to put it into words that are digestible. Well, the si- for and, strangers <laughs> and people you know well, that are going to listen to this. I yes, strangers happen to be listening, and our you know some of our friends, some of our family is listening, yep. but. I th- getting it down to a one-on-one conversation with you is was the whole goal of this podcast is to sit down and talk to each other for uh, half an hour to an hour and talk about the stuff that we need to talk about and have a conversation together 
whether it's light and fun or it's, if it's super heavy like this stuff. And I, as hard as it is, and it's, it's really tough and I feel uncomfortable about it right now, I love it. Because, again, I feel alive right now. I feel like yeah. I'm really living life by doing this stuff. You're being it's, honest with yourself. It's like going skydiving, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't know. You would. Hell yeah, I would. Does it feel the same? Been one time. Yeah, it feels the same. It feels like so I'm going to die. So your stomach is in your throat <laughs> yeah, right now? feels like I'm going to die. <laughs> my stomach's in my throat. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. Well, yeah, part of me feels like this won't even be enjoyable for people to listen to, which I'm not even going to worry about it. Yeah. Well, I want this podcast to be entertaining and interesting to listen to and... Uh, the personal stuff, I mean, maybe it's relatable, but maybe people don't want to listen to this, but yeah, and they if don't have this, to. if all this does is make a couple of people want to do this with their partner yeah, and open up to that, um, possibility of emotions and realness, mm-hmm. that's cool. hundred percent. Couldn't agree about. with you more. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, so what are we doing on our next on episode? On our next episode of Should We Get Married, episode three, we're going to talk about swinging and opening up the relationship. The, not ours, <laughs> relationships. I don't know. Let's get into it. We're going to talk about swinging, hall passes. Yeah. And what was the other part? O- opening up the relationship. Open. Having an open, open relationship. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Stay real. Stay real, kiddos. Stay woke.